0: My name is Michael Hildebrand and I'm the director of the Upstate Mobility Alliance. We are a nonprofit focused on making the upstate of South Carolina a vibrant and connected region in the areas of transportation and mobility. Today we have Mike Fenner, Vice President of Customer Success and Program Management for Proterra with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for having me on. No, I appreciate you taking the time. So, Mike, why don't we just start? uh, Just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Uh, as you said, I'm the
1: vice president of customer success and program management for our transit business. I've been with Proterra for a long time, uh, over 11 years now. So I've had a chance to see a lot of the growth of the company and a lot of the growth of uh, you know, how we integrated with Greenville specifically in the community. So that's, that's been pretty exciting. I started out in engineering and, and then uh, after that, doing that for a couple of years. I took on the task of building our customer service organization uh, and had a chance to build that up from just a couple people up to over 70 over the course of several years as the company grew. And then most recently now, I'm in this role that I mentioned. Uh, we call it customer success and call it customer success because you know, what we're doing is, generally speaking, pretty new. And uh, you know, that's one of the things that I like most about the job. Uh, is the ability to work with our customers and help them deploy electric buses when it's probably not something that they've done before. So it's my team's job to make them successful. And so it's not just program management in the traditional sense of the word. It's also uh, a lot of other things that are necessary, a lot of know-how, a lot of experience, a lot of nuance to help them be successful in, in doing something new. when when they haven't done it before. So, um, you know, it's been a super fun job. Every day is challenging. I really enjoy uh, what we do here, what I get to do here, and and work with our customers uh, and the people that are are using our products is I think my my favorite part. So I've lived here in Greenville for really ever since Portera came here to Greenville. So a little bit over 10 years now. And I have a wife and two daughters. Uh, and, you know, uh, something I always like to make mention of, because I think it's kind of neat when, when my wife and I came here to uh, decide whether we wanted to move. Uh, Proterra started in Colorado, and when we uh, made the decision to move here, everybody got the choice whether they wanted to, to move here or not, and so when we came to kind of do a recon trip, uh, it just so happened we stayed downtown, and coincidentally, we kind of walked out the hotel door on Saturday morning, and it turned out that it was the fall for Greenville when we were here. So. Our first experience was that, and of course, we loved it. Maybe that's a, such a neat uh, neat thing, and that really sold us on it, uh, we, and we loved being here in Greenville, uh, but I mentioned that because now my wife, is, who's really taken to Greenville as well and gotten involved in the community, is the chair of Fall for Greenville now, so uh, it's kind of a neat uh, full circle thing there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and so I think you've already answered my second question, but I was curious about... Proterra's decision to build a location here in Greenville. I mean, uh, Proterra is the most popular electric bus company in the United States. And so give us a little bit of history on, on, first give us some more history about Proterra, but then also what was the driving forces behind Proterra wanting to uh, locate here in Greenville? Well, yeah, so you know, we are, as you mentioned, we, we are the leader
1: in electric uh, transit buses and Um, Recently, we've expanded beyond that uh, to really lead in other areas of battery systems and electric power transfer, other vehicles beyond uh, transit buses, really anything, uh, any commercial vehicle, heavy duty vehicle, charging infrastructure, um, et cetera. But it did all start with transit buses. And we've been doing this now really since 2004. So as an American company with American technology and American manufacturing uh, you know, we really have uh, been a leader in this. You know, there's a lot of talk about the, you uh, hear it on the news about the, you know, automotive industry or other you know, types of vehicles, uh, you know, moving towards electrification, and having done it for a long time, we've got a lot of experience. we were really quite a bit ahead of those folks, and and uh, Greenville's been a big part of that. So we have now well over 600 employees. Um, most of which are in our Greenville facility. We've got two other facilities, one in uh, the LA area and one in the San Francisco Bay area. But really a lot of what we do is fundamentally done here in Greenville. And, and this was our primary facility, our only facility for quite some time until we grew, grew uh, uh, you know, beyond. There's a, a number of reasons why we chose to come here and why we continue to grow here and will continue to do so. Uh, You know, it's really the the heart of the the Southeast transportation hub, whether that's, uh, you know, the things that we do or whether it's light duty, um, you know, other businesses like BMW and Michelin and Volvo and Daimler. I mean, they're all, uh, you know, if not here in Greenville, very near to the area. And that has a lot of benefits. So we're able to to piggyback on a lot of what they've led uh, and developed in the area. And, you know, a few of those things are, like, for example, uh, the, the, what uh, you may know is the Donaldson Center uh, has a name, the International Transportation Innovation Center, uh, ITIC. We've got a test track out there. So just a couple of miles from our main uh, production facility, we do all of our vehicle testing and validation uh, out there. That's a facility uh, that's just really grown over the last handful of years to something that's really extremely valuable to us as a company. So to have things like that is a benefit. You know, there's the logistical benefits of the, the area with the Port of Charleston and major metro areas nearby. Um, and, and obviously no business that manufactures things like we do is successful without a well-trained, uh, tech-savvy uh, workforce. And this area had that and continues to have that. And, uh, and those are the folks that are, that are you know, putting our vehicles together every day. And we keep hiring more and more and more and more of them. And they're there. Not having to look hard to find folks that are very capable of doing what we need to do from a manufacturing perspective and the same goes for a lot of the other roles that we have here whether that's uh, engineering or supply chain or finance and accounting or you know folks like uh, on my team program managers uh you know, there's a just a wealth of talent in the area People coming out of Clemson, we've got a great relationship with um, IPAR, which is just a, you know, a, a mile down the road, probably less than a mile down the road from our facility here and the other universities in the area. Greenville Tech is fantastic. That's a great source of folks. You know, so those, the, you know, the supply chain, the business environment, the South Carolina and Greenville in particular has fostered over the years. The workforce, those are all kind of the key things uh, that drove us here. Um, and then, you know, lastly, we're close to our customers here, too. We have uh, transit customers, obviously, with Greenlink in town, a Cat Bus not far away, down in Clemson, is uh, a big customer, and quite a few others in the southeast uh, to the extent it's really grown to be uh, really one of our biggest uh, really big customers for transit buses. Uh, and, and it's just such a fantastic thing to see the change, you know, how the, the, the region has embraced that. And then on the power side, I mentioned a little bit about that. You know, we're selling our technology to other folks, batteries and power trains and such, and, and we have a, a really uh, strong partnership with Daimler Trucks North America, uh, and we are providing them with a lot of our technology, and of course, they're building chassis, that Freightliner custom chassis just up in Gaffney. So we send our batteries and our electric powertrain up to them. They install it into their chassis, which then goes a little bit further up the road to to High Point, North Carolina, where Thomas Bus builds uh, their electric school buses, uh, which are powered by our technology. So uh, all of those things together make it just a really, really fantastic uh, place uh, for us to
0: do business. That's really interesting. I did not realize the connection that you had between your electric products and then how they're used in other places, I actually was unaware that I, I, I thought you were kind of a, a start to finish company. I didn't realize that you provide your, your parts and, and resources to other manufacturers. That's really great, especially hearing that you work with other companies in the upstate and then you know, in the Carolinas. It's also really, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I remember, so I've been in South Carolina for, the, for most of my life. And I can remember, especially Greenville, making that transition from manufacturing to automotive, BMW being really the first big player here. And, and remember Greenville Tech having to make that switch, you know, of offering those programs that BMW really could use. So let's talk about that workforce for a second. What kind of a worker are you looking for? Is it somebody that's got the more manufacturing experience, you are looking more the tech side, or is it a mixture of both? Well, I'll tell you what
1: I look for in employees. Uh, You know, if you were to go on our website today, you would find, I don't know, probably 90 job postings right now. We're trying to hire a bunch of people, and it's in every part of the organization, right? Uh, It's top to bottom, more people everywhere as we grow. Uh, So, you know, different folks will look for different skill sets. I would argue there's probably something for just about anybody uh, posted on there. Um, But what I look for in particular when I'm trying to hire people is I want someone who ultimately cares about what we do. And, uh, you know, when you think about what we do, it's pretty easy to get behind it. Uh, You know, if you think about electric transit buses, there's a lot of good things that come out of that. You know, whether it's the lower cost of ownership for the people that are operating them, which makes their service better going to be one of them it might be the uh, smooth quiet ride for the operator the ease of operation for the, for the, the bus operator it might be the uh, smooth quiet ride for the on-time ride because of uh, good acceleration and good great ability for the, for the riders uh, or importantly the uh, one of the things that i think is most important the lack of noise for the people outside the bus on the curb at the stoplight when the bus pulls away, right? It more or less pulls away silently. So just reducing you know, the noise in, in urban areas. Those are all things that are that, uh, you know, are, uh, benefits that are easy to be excited about. And then, and obviously the big one is climate change. You know, uh, the bottom line is we, every time one of our buses gets deployed and then uh, replaces a traditional diesel bus, we're reducing the environmental impact uh, overall by maybe 200,000 pounds per year of greenhouse gas emissions. And so that's on the transit side. And then if you think about school buses, they're doing something similar. And uh, the other announcements that we've had uh, recently about other types of vehicles, all of those add up to a pretty significant uh, reduction in, in, you know, a positive move in what we all know we need to do from a climate change standpoint. Um, so, uh, yeah, I look for someone that's excited about that. Uh, you know, it, it could be any one of those or all of them together. They're all pretty uh, compelling, I think. Uh, and you, know, you, so you have to want to work at an organization that is doing things differently. And doing things differently sometimes means there's a lot of challenge. It's not going to be the same job every day. Matter of fact, what worked yesterday might not work tomorrow because we broke it because we tried to do twice as much. Right? We, we yeah. broke whatever the system was, whatever the tools were that we have. Uh, we got to always be improving. Those always be looking at how we can make those better because of uh, the growth of the company. And when you're you're disrupting an industry, uh, that means you find out things that you need to do that you didn't know you needed to do before. So it's got to be a person that wants to work in that environment.
0: You're definitely not only an exciting company to, to follow, but you're also just in an exciting industry. I mean, you mentioned it, and I think in the South and, and really particularly in the upstate, public transit has, has a history of being seen as kind of unattractive. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, they people think of a bus, think of a public transit bus, and think of the, the black cloud that, you know, kind of is behind the bus as it pulls away from the stop, or like you said, people are outside enjoying dinner. And hear the you know the bus pull up and stop and so has that been like a key strategy for Proterra in terms of, of selling and getting into these markets has has been the the quiet kind of more community friendly piece of it what what has been that primary driver for Proterra for being successful what do you think the secret sauce is that you have? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think it's a few things. Transit uh, in particular, the urban fixed route transit, which is w- where we sell our buses right now, is a fantastic application for electric vehicles. Uh, and so it's really led in that. Right, There really is no other industry that's as advanced uh, in adopting, adapting uh, electric vehicles as I think transportation is. So, despite the fact that uh, I think they do have a little bit of a reputation of just having, you know, old stinky diesel buses and, and not being uh, terribly advanced. I think it's actually quite the opposite. They've, been, they've uh, embraced this really very quickly. And I think that's because they've seen the benefits of it. And I mentioned a bunch of them, uh, and, and uh, for any one of them could be the driving force. And we see that a lot of times, right? It could be that you're driven purely by the financial uh, aspects of it and you like the, the way it pencils out, the total cost of ownership pencils out, that's the way, uh, you, you, that's that's your benefit, that might be your driving force. Uh,
0: but oftentimes
1: we see a lot of other uh, aspects as well, the, the uh, improvement to the uh, to the community, uh, whether it's climate change, whether it's reduction of, of, of emissions in the urban, urban area, whether it's the noise, the things like that, those are all reasons that we see people uh, interested in moving towards electric vehicles in general and transit in particular. And I think um, you know, one of the things that's been really neat about being, you know, about myself and having been here for quite some time is, is being able to see how that has changed or how the industry has embraced it over time. And you know we've kind of moved through every phase of like adoption of a product. You have the early adopters and then you have the early few. I I forget forget the term, but but it builds over time. And what you need as an organization to support that changes over time, too. So we've been able to kind of expand what we do over the course of time uh, in order to make it more and more attractive and fill the need as we get into a a broader uh, application and adoption of the technology. So we're on our, our fifth generation bus right now, already, in, in uh, just over really 10 years of having transit buses on the road. We put our first transit bus on the road uh, just over a decade ago, and it's still running, by the way. It's so running our fifth generation already, so we're, uh, it's kind of a neat thing. We're early in the maturity curve of a, of a product, which means every day you can make big improvements, you know, uh, because it's not mature. There's a lot to be had, and we continue to work hard on it. We get a lot of dollars and engineers working on R&D, Uh, on on the next cool thing it's neat the chunks that you can take out of it the improvements you can make uh, is really neat but our current bus you can configure uh, the zx5 bus which are fifth generation bus with up to 675 kilowatt hours of energy storage and that bus can drive well over 300 miles on a day and that allows it to cover you know 90 plus percent of transit routes in the u.s so We've been able to grow from where we started, uh, you know, a little bit of a niche product to what we have now, which is very much a mainstream capable transit bus that can do everything any other transit bus uh, did in the past, uh, but better.
0: I think you speak to the quality and then the innovation of Proterra. I mean, if your first bus is 10 years old and is still operating and then you've gone through five iterations, uh, like I said, not only to show that your first product you put out is a quality product, but it also just shows that your your commitment to improving on what you have, I think that's just really great. And I think it's something that has helped Proterra become that kind of key figure when we think about electrification for vehicles. I think that's really great. So let's talk a little bit about maybe what you see for the future. EV technology 10 years ago was brand new and and probably most people had not heard about it. Are you looking at other vehicle technologies? You know, we hear a lot about autonomous vehicles. Uh, There's some really neat safety features that some of the cars have. Is Proterra looking at any of those kinds of technologies or is Proterra really focused on the electric vehicle and and becoming really just great at at that one thing?
1: I think what I'd say is another Call it a, a side benefit, a parallel benefit of electric an electric vehicle, whether it's a transit bus or, or something else. They tend to be really good based vehicles, based design to adapt other systems like safety systems, like whether it's you know autonomous or what what we call um, ADAS, advanced driver assistance systems. systems. Uh, the integration of those sorts of systems uh, really lends itself well on electric. Like they, they they work. They talk the same language, so to speak. And the responsiveness of the systems, the speed with which they can react, uh, and just how they work together, really makes them excellent base vehicles to also then add on other technology. So we are absolutely always looking at, at things like that, and uh, we have a lot of engineers working on, on cool things. Right, I'll, I'll say that. But something else I'll mention just recently: the uh, the Montgomery County, in Maryland, just announced the. Uh, the biggest electric bus purchase in ever in North America. Uh, they want to convert their entire fleet of school buses in, in the state of Maryland. Uh, and they're, and they're starting out with 326 buses uh, over the next couple of years. And so those are buses that will come from Thomas Bus, and they'll have our technology on those. And one of the things that's, that is neat, uh, it's, a, it's a safety-related feature. It's a, it's a parallel benefit of, of an electric vehicle. Those buses will all have the capability of providing electricity back to the grid when they're not in use as a school bus, V uh, to G, vehicle to grid yeah. technology. So, uh, with our batteries, our controls, and then our charging infrastructure, uh, you have to have the two. Uh, without both, uh, they don't work. Uh, and so, that's again the benefit that we have. We, we don't just do the vehicle, we do the vehicle and the charging, which is really what makes this stuff uh, attractive and. and um, and, and really, very advanced and mature, pretty quickly. Uh, but they'll have the ability to put energy back on the grid. So, you, know, you think about ice storm that came through Texas and you know, wreaked havoc on their on their grid. What could happen is you could use your school buses to to provide power to the emergency system through uh, plugging them into the charger and and the energy going backwards from the bus back out to the grid uh, to to run the school or the hospital or or whatever it might be. So it's kind of a safety aspect of that. Um, And of course the utilities really like that stuff too, because it helps them build a better grid, more secure grid, more stable grid. And it allows them to uh, even further utilize renewable energy to power the grid. Things that are cyclical like solar and wind that aren't always there, they can better utilize those assets. So it's got a really a symbiotic relationship.
0: You know, I think electrification of vehicles, people are starting to, to see kind of the, the, the broad scope benefits that it can provide. And, and um, I think you're exactly right. If, if, you know, Imagine having 300 buses that could give back electricity uh, when it's needed. It's just one of those examples of, of how electrification is is just so much broader than just how do we get around. You know, it, it, I mean, that's just it's almost becoming a side benefit to you know all these other benefits that that come from this electrification. And uh, Mike, I'm I'm thankful that you're at Proterra. I'm thankful for what Proterra is doing, and uh, just I enjoyed our conversation. And so, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, Michael. I really enjoyed it as well, and thank you for what you're doing and. In- Uh, advancing mobility in the upstate.